Hey everybody, welcome to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. It's podcast number four, Quattro. Evil Ed's in the house. Good to see you, Eddie. What's happening? And we have Charles Mini Drag Bike Mosley, the legend, the man, the man behind the engine. Charles, thanks for rolling up. You're welcome. Um, wow. Here. When I uh, mentioned that you were going to be on the show, it blew up. I never had so many posts on Facebook or questions. I got sheets and sheets of questions. <laughs> so everybody's got a lot to... Uh, uh, a lot of questions they want to ask you, uh, but thanks for uh, coming up, Charles. Uh, how was your day today? It was nice. wasn't too much uh, city traffic like I thought. You got here early. Yeah, a lot, <laughs> way early. <laughs> How's that parking lot at Ralph's? A lot of, lot of sketchy people. Or are we okay over there? No, it's okay. <laughs> and I saw you. Uh, where were you at Temecula Bob's or where? Oh, you? that was a that was like a year ago. No, no, I saw you were up to something. Was you were blessing some bike? That or, was like or was a year the, ago. What we was had going that on? Picture. Oh, we went out there to. Uh, I think it was celebrate his birthday, JD and uh, Gerald, LS Customs, and we hung out in the garage for a while. And, he told me he wanted that cat mini bike blessed. Yeah, man. These cats are big. <laughs> so I think he sold it after I blessed it. Oh, that was one of those, uh, uh, you know, the reunion thing, one year. Yeah. It just tells you on Facebook, like, you know, oh, the, a year ago today. Yep. You know, and they pop up. Yeah, there was an event this week. I see uh, West Coast Mini Bikes guys were out there. Oh, oh that was GT's uh, picnic. Yeah, that looked Every, like that was the, cool. Uh, anniversary picnic. It was real nice. Uh, were you out yeah. there? Yeah, I was out there. What was, was going there. on? It was about at least 100 guys out there and uh, maybe about 50 bikes or something. You know, they did a barbecue and they did like awards for the best looking. I think they did two, one for modified and one for just like the cleanest or whatever. I think uh, Solo, he won one and another guy from... Um, Thirsty Riders won the other one or whatever. I love that. I love when they keep the events going. I saw the two-stroke extravaganza was Sunday, too. I missed that. It was at uh, Hanson Dam. I don't know if you've ever been there. That's my house, and I missed it. Yeah, that's pretty cool because it's not just uh, two-stroke motorcycles. It's two-stroke anything. Yeah. Um, Damn, I got to quit working so much. Well, I found out about it the night before. Um, I've got this guy who always posts cool events. On Facebook it's like hey this weekend there's a motorcycle event or a car show and I got that one late uh, I had been helping out uh, we had Peter here from SEMA last week and he was in town for the space straw so I I've been helping out the guys at SEMA and I've been getting up too damn early so it was my day to sleep in it's like you know I want, I want to go to the two-stroke but I'm sleeping in hey Charles uh, before we talk a little bit about what's happening with you because you have so much going on now with the shop and your own line of heads uh, it's always nice for us to to get a little bit of insight, and everybody wants to know, everybody wants to know about the nickname, Mini Drag Bike. So if you could, just answer the, the most obvious question that's out there, because that's it. That's what they want to know. Well, originally, there used to be a website called, uh, Un, uh, what was it? Unlimited Four Cycle, right? And so my first name was Unlimited RPM. I remember that's what it was at first. And then... Uh, I got, you know, uh, banned or whatever. So I had to come back with a new username. And so I ended up coming up with uh, uh, 
Mr. Outer Limits. That was the second one or whatever. I that, <laughs> then I got banned again. This is in two. I got banned the second time in like 2004. And then I came up with mini drag bike. And then from that on, I never got banned again. But I just had to make sure I stayed in my lane. I couldn't, you know, protest certain people. You know, I would get into trouble or whatever. So, you know, yeah, I well, was up and coming back then, you know. So it's a different that's how way. mini drag bike came. Because I was, everybody was a karting website, you know. So I let them know, you know, I was into bikes, not really karting. But we used the same engine. So that's all it was. Yeah. You know, Ed, I... Despite the fact you've been on just every, just about every podcast, uh, you, you got to give us just a little bit. How did the Evil Ed name pop? How did oh, that? How did that come up? No, give I us a little tell, bit. I can't tell you. Yeah, you got to throw us a little bone. <laughs> no, I can't. like have you had it for a long time? Yeah. Like how long? How old were you when you first got it? Probably like about eighteen. All right, so it could it could have almost been from anything. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, pretty much when I was married the first time. And that's about all I can tell you. All right. We'll, 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 we'll take that. We'll, we'll use that as a building block for the future. But um, That's about all I can tell you. Well, well, nicknames aside, Charles, how did it start off for you? Uh, you were chatting before the, the podcast started, and, you know, cars are always the common denominator. But, you know, you had brought that up that you were really into cars early on, right? Yeah. Well, what happened out here, they started shutting down a lot of the local drag strips like uh, uh, Palmdale, you know, LACR back in 2000, I believe. And I was used to race with my buddy, Ronald. He used to be also, we used to race at the mini bikes as well, but we started off all racing cars and then they started shutting down all the local tracks. So we started, uh, you know, having pit, pit bikes and we started racing the pit bikes up against each other. And that's just how it started. So we started, you know, well, we raced the bike, you know, and then we start talking mess to each other. And uh, next thing you know, we started, Building them up and building them up, making them faster and faster. What kind of cars were you into? Well, I had a 69 Nova, but it wasn't that fast. It was like a... Small block or a big block? Small block. It ran 1089, which was That's pretty super quick. fast for the street, you know, but uh, I still wasn't as fast as like Ronald. Ronald had like a 830 car, so that was ridiculously fast. We talk about like in the 90s, you know, he had a Buick Somerset. It was like a old pro stock looking <laughs> yeah Warren yeah, Johnson <laughs> that was crazy back then you know it was amazing to me because I was so young you know but so the first uh, dabbling with uh, mini bikes were were pit bikes pit bikes yeah you so you went fast the out of the box no we started off going about 25 30 miles per hour just like everybody else you know you might have seemed like you was going super fast but you was going really slow you know but later on, back when I met like Evil Ed and about ten years ago, <laughs> they was back where we started at. But I was already fast by then, yeah. so <laughs> I used to take advantage of them back then. <laughs> so you know? were your bikes uh, were were they uh, hand built bikes? What was your first bike? Uh, what did I have? I think I had a Taco or something. Back you did then. okay. Yeah, three and a half horsepower kind of yeah thing? it was yeah. a three and a half tecumseh yeah. actually yeah it was three and a half tecumseh but it was actually slower than the briggs for some reason because they had a uh that's when the three and a half briggs came out and the three and a half briggs was faster than the three and a half tecumseh i don't know why but then i even got a four tecumseh and it was still slower than the, the three and a half briggs i couldn't understand it so then i had to get me a five horsepower briggs then you know 
it was way faster than everything then. So, did you find that too, Ed? That the Tecumsehs, for for whatever reasons, were just traditionally slower than the Briggs. Well, yeah, I always liked the Briggs in my my mini bikes. Yeah, I'm looking for one still. I think I I need a five horse for that Powell. We might have one for you. Yeah, good. So uh, you had your taco. You had your little three and a half horsepower. You were going 25 miles an hour. That's it. So then what? When did you start tinkering with with the engines and starting to get into the engine mods and the cylinder heads? What? How, well, how it's, get- it's just testosterone, you know, your ego. You want to beat this other guy, you lose by about 10 feet, and you say, man, I almost had him if I had a little bit more. So you start putting on the pipe, maybe drilling your carburetor out, advancing your flywheel and then this stuff breaks and all that then um you start getting well i got on the carding website because all of the the cars pretty much stopped in like 2001 and then i got on the carding websites in like 2002 like i told you right and i started seeing these dudes with these aftermarket parts and all that then that's when i found clements because i used to actually work for a junior dragster company but the motors he had was so extreme crazy you couldn't put them on a mini bike the animal style motors those no, no, motors, no. What were they? they didn't they wasn't around back then okay. they was uh blockzillas and uh ah. raptors yeah back then so this was raptors. back in 98 to 2000 i worked for this guy out in palmdale you know and so the motors was too extreme you couldn't put them on a mini boy back then too there was electric start you know, so it was like unheard of to have out to have a starter to start your bike up. You know, that was just like too dangerous. So we all wanted pull start, run on pump gas. You can ride all day long and have fun, you know. But the best motor out at that time was a five horsepower flathead. And it was just the motor to get, you know, it was unbelievable. You know, And even though you still was only going 45 miles per hour, it just seemed like you was going yeah anybody had a three was just getting murdered you know you can play with them so it was nothing so you had a nice jump up uh when you get that five horsepower briggs running compared to that taco with the three and a half yeah and then that wasn't enough right no you know then uh i started modifying the fives you know up to so far and then the overhead valve came and when the overhead valve came that was it. <laughs> that was as far as the flatheads can go, you know. So um, ever since then, you know, it's been overhead valve, overhead valve. But you can always go really big on the flathead. But then the problem is it's just too dangerous. You know, you're trying to say, well, I'm going to bolt on 50 horsepower. Then you can't bolt that on to like a regular style mini bike. It's just too dangerous. People fall and, you know, everything else, you know. So Ed, you're listening to some of this stuff here. Uh, you, you were kind of in the, you, you were into the stock bikes, but you yeah. wanted to go a little bit faster, but you never got to those extremes, did no. you? No, not until later on. Were you wanting to go as fast as he was wanting to go or? Yeah, I met JD and uh, we used to soapbox race together, downhill race. Where? Uh, all over the San Fernando Valley. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, one day I mentioned to him something about mini bikes, and he said, "Oh, don't get me started on no mini bikes." And next thing you know, he's wanting to build an engine and do do mini bikes and stuff. And I'm like, "Dude, what are you doing?" Oh, what about your wife? Whatever, <laughs> I'm gonna do it. So 
I gave him an engine, and um, it was a Tecumseh. Yeah. Overhead valve. Overhead valve Tecumseh. I remember. <laughs> he took it apart, and he threw it away. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't put it back together right. Oh, I was he like, oh no. Away. Yeah. He's like, I threw, I threw your motor away. I'm like, what? He goes, but I got you this clone motor instead. I'm like. Okay. Yeah. Cool. The Predators? Is that what we're talking about, Charles? Oh, no, yeah. the Predators Harbor wasn't Freight. around then. It was a was, Harbor Freight, but it was... It wasn't named Predator, but it was kind of the beginning of the Predator, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, they, they don't know if it was called a Dunkar or yeah. Loading or something crazy. Something. Well, no one that. wanted... Because remember, Leafon was around, and they were the ones supplying all those replacement engines for the Honda CT70s. And it it first, might have been a, a, yeah, one of those engines. Yeah. yeah. It, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it. it. Yeah. 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 Left okay. fan or yeah. left... Yeah, 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 I think it was one of those. So yeah. even... And you guys are really into it, but even guys like me who are kind of... You so know, right away, he, pu he pulls the head off, and next thing you know, we're buying parts and he's porting ahead and getting a hold of Tim Iskey and we got a cam and we took a, a bonanza put it in a bonanza it was pretty fast for a while yeah what, what's fast like you know how fast were they going no mine would probably do like with me on at 65 yeah 70. so how many uh, how much horsepower is that is that right 10 there. horsepower <clears throat> nah, it was more than that. That was might it? have been my 15 horsepower. Okay. Yeah, something. Yeah, it yeah. was something like that. It was pretty fast. Because they actually had, uh, it was a guy named Paul, uh, Bicycle Paul. I don't yeah, know yeah, if they, Bicycle Paul. We, yeah. Bicycle Paul, he had a bicycle shop, and he started this mini moto San Fernando Valley League, something like that, right? Yeah, and they even crazy. had a drag race. And JD had built a motor, I think it's the same motor, was a 5.5 it wasn't even a six horsepower or something 5.5 and put it on the bike and they had one event i remember and i was like man that thing was pretty fast i don't know who rode it i think, I it, think was it was ties it was ties yeah. yeah jd built it mm -hmm. but i think uh this guy oh the uh, uh his, what's his oh name? his nick. daughter's nick 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 was his name i think no 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 i'm picturing this you guy can he ride it it was the little it was, short guy with black hair. Yeah, he was a little short guy, but I don't think his name was Nick. Yeah, I think it was. It was JD's daughter's boyfriend. boyfriend yeah. yeah, I think it was Nick. And it was a stock yeah. frame mini bike or extended frame? Nah, it was a regular mini bike frame. It was just that uh, it was fast. You know, the guys out there it had to be at least forty or fifty of them. They were stock, and I used to be laughing at them because they were stock. And I was so way beyond everybody. Yeah. But what 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 is this, this guy's name? Alex. His Alex? name was Alex. Good. Oh. It wasn't Nick. His name was Alex. <laughs> Nick lived in extorter. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. His name was Alex. Right. That's right. what his name Alex, was. That's yeah. His name. So Alex had that's won right. the mini moto event. Yeah, with with that uh, motor JD had built. Yeah. Yeah. That's that right. was some years ago, and that's when we did that. Uh, uh, racing for a cure of breast cancer. Yeah. From the park or whatever. Yeah. We started at the park. I don't know, it was park. like 25 miles or something. How many guys would oh, go out man. to those events, Charles? Man, it was like 60 guys or something. Because I remember us <laughs> all lined Sunday up. Mornings. Like 6.30 or something in the morning, morning. About 60 guys on mini bikes. Where would you meet? We met wherever at a park. It was, it was North Hollywood Park or yeah, something. Yeah, we left crazy. North Hollywood Park and went to the cantina. Wow. On the no, street, it was a cannonball run, yeah, right. And we had a list of things to buy. I remember at Starbucks, 
Wendy's, McDonald's. You had to buy like a treasure hunt, like a treasure hunt where you had to go. Yeah. Yeah. And we had teams, teams of two. Two It was me and Ronald on the team. And it was JD and and, uh, Evil Ed on the team. And uh, we took off. It was at North Hollywood Park. And he's like, okay, we go hunk the horn and everybody go take off. And we took off. We were like, look, don't even worry about it. We so fast, it ain't even going to make a difference. (laughs) And they took off like about 40 of them, right? And so we started cruising down the street. I don't know what street we was going down. And I said, look, it's time to hit it, right? Okay, let's hit it. And we hit the throttle and we just passed everybody up. But the only thing made us lose is because, and then they don't don't like when I say this. (laughs) Look, look, look. They don't like when I say this. Look, we were so fast, right? The stores wasn't even open yet. That's the problem. <laughs> I told the guy, I said, look, y'all should start this race a little later. That way the stores will be open. But so what happened was I had a helmet. You know how you got helmet cams now. This is before helmet cams. So I had a helmet on with an actual little camcorder like that one. Screwed on. You know, it was a, a pot, like a little thing that you screw on. You know how you screw the, the camera on? You are a GoPro before yeah, GoPro. but it wasn't the GoPro. It was an actual real camera camcorder <laughs> sitting on top of my helmet, yeah. right? And so I was the first guy at Starbucks. I never forget this. I ran into the Starbucks, right, and said, hey, I need a mocha latte, right? And it was like, who's this guy, right? <laughs> look, look, it's what, 6.45 in the morning. It's 6.45 in the morning. I'm asking for a mocha latte, running in there all hysterical with a camera on my helmet, right? Like to mention, you're not the smallest guy, right? Yeah. 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 And I said, keep the bike running. So my buddy, my teammate is outside. Then when Sounds I get like the a mocha robbery. latte, keep I, the bike running. I left I left the mocha latte at the counter and took the receipt because all you need to do is have the receipt, right? Came back, jumped on the bike, went back riding down the middle. Of, I can't remember the name Ventura? of that street. Did you go down Ventura? Ventura, the Boulevard. main street or whatever, probably yeah. Ventura Boulevard. No cops give no cops pulling you over. No, we yeah. passed some no. cops. They we just spa- at look, us. was flying. Then we was <laughs> riding so long, my buddy ended up breaking down, right? And so I told him, I said, look. Man, we teammates. But if you break down one more time, I'm leaving. I'm leaving you. Just how it is. He like, oh man, Charles, don't do me like I said, look, I didn't warn you, right? We got to represent when we come out here. Who was he? So, it was a guy. I don't know what whatever happened to this video. It was a lady, it was a team of uh, people videotaping us with a Volkswagen bug. It was a guy out the sunroof videotaping us the whole time, right? And we broke down on the side of the road, but we were so far ahead, we was like about five miles ahead of everybody else, right? So we was able to stop the bike, take the valve cover off, put the rocker on, set your valve lash, put the, the, the valve cover back on, tighten everything up, start it up, it sound good, let's go. And they still didn't catch up to us, right? So we was like a city in front of them. So we, we, we kept going, ah, and it broke down again. I said, okay, camera crew. I'm going alone, right? So then I took off you down the middle of the street and was zigzagging through. Now, this is I'm not supposed to have did this, right? But I was zigzagging all through the streets or whatever and got to the finish line. So when I got to the finish no, I seen I stopped at the places, but everybody was closed. So I got to the finish line and I said, uh, um, they was like, hey, you won. Because I didn't know where I thought I didn't got lost. I don't really know this area. You know, it was like the end of the freeway or something yeah, down there, the, right? The, the and so I was like, uh, where were they ending? Oh, wow. That's how far yeah. we rode. We was we riding and riding. I just rode till it was no more too. street left. People don't take their you cars know? that far. Man, it was no more street left. It was like dirt. And yeah. I was like, 
I'm lost. You know, I don't, I'm not from out here. <laughs> but I heard some people yelling, hey. So I said, oh, yeah, I won. I won. Right? And then the guy say, no, nah, sorry, you didn't win. He said, you didn't get to get the things, you know, from place to place. I said, I told you, man, they was not open this early. <laughs> you, know you know you won, Charles. Oh, man. I was mad. Though. I was like, well, you know, it is what it is. So you're always a, a couple cities ahead of people it seems yeah, like it was way out runs. man but my, my bike was so radical it was ridiculously sound and you can hear like two or three blocks away you know it was no doubt about it though. you had a catch can that actually functioned on your bike right you know you, you know i was running on gasoline back then i don't okay. even know if i had a catch can back then but i used to ride that little blue bike everywhere but until i fell off of it and then you know once you fall that's it you know it's part of the uh the fun times I have on these podcasts is hearing your <laughs> stories about back in the day riding. It just seems like being able to do that now is so tough. Yeah, we used to meet at yeah, this I thought place. we were going to get busted so bad. What's the name of that place we used to meet up that had sold barbecue? It was a place. We always used to meet up. The soapbox guys met up there first before the mini bike guys. Barbecue? Yeah. It was out here in San Fernando Valley. It was a, a barbecue place. And they'd be like a... Meet there every Tuesday night or something. I can't remember what it was. Was that? But was, it was a barbecue place, a big shopping center. It's not there anymore, though. It's was it a show and shine, Charles, or was it just kind of show up with your bike? Or, no, what they do, they show off all their new soap boxes and mini bikes. Oh, that was Flames. Flames. Okay. Flames. Yeah, Where yeah, was yeah, Flames? Yeah. Yeah, that was Friday night. Where was Friday that? Friday nights. Friday nights. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was a big shopping center. Where? Over Chatsworth. Oh, okay, so everything's yeah. in this valley. Yep. Yeah, it was yeah. like for car, a car night. Yeah. It was a car night, but the guys would show up with the soapbox, and they would argue and say, who's going to win or whatever, because they was all in really to soapbox. We was already into mini bikes big time in L.A., but we would come out here and, you know, see what's up, because my buddy Ronald, he ended up getting into the soapbox or whatever, and so I had to support him, you know. Actually, then they, they got into the mini bike. Northridge. Northridge? Yeah, yeah. we're on... Uh, what was that, Corbin, uh, Corbin and uh, Plummer, somewhere right around there? Yeah, it right seems by, Right by the mall. Yeah. <clears throat> the North Ridge Mall. That valley, you know, even we talked to Guardrail Dave, you know, they talk about the Thunderdome. Oh, yeah. I do was, remember oh, that. That was man. part of the SFV. The, that was part of the, 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 the Mini Moto thing, too. That was a really good event right there, man. Yeah. Really good. I'd like to try to resurrect something there, huh? Yeah. You wow. know who you got to get? Because Garo Dave was a good rider, right? That Edwin, Edwin man, yeah, yeah. who's Edwin? Edwin was like the best rider ever. And you know, I don't like the. You know, I give dudes credit. I seen this dude fall off a bike, jump back on like Superman, and turn the throttle, not even on the bike. You see, you seen that? Edwin I was like, this man. guy is amazing. I stood up and started clapping for this man. Who else out like, there? So, so back in the amazing. day, we got Edwin. You mentioned Guardrail Dave. Oh, we had a bunch of old. who who were some of the guys back then? Who were the who were the racers? That What's that guy who won? Big Dan or whatever his name was? What was his name? Um, Dan. I thought his name was Dan. Yeah, I think it was. Dan. You know, of late, more recently, he had a, uh, he had a Baja a with Baja, a fifteen yeah. or something on it. It's uh, that's friend of guardrails. Um, Dan. Um, I can't remember. So, uh, Vernell Home Alone. His, obviously, he's somebody that had a uh, little bit of notoriety in the day racing. I know he had a little bit of a bad fall. Yeah, um, yeah, he had a real bad fell. fall. I yeah. fell at one of those events and separated my shoulder. Well, his was more of a result of uh, somebody, it wasn't like T-boned at an event. 
yeah. Oh, helping, you know, so it was a bad day right there. Yeah, we were hoping to get him on, but who else? Who are the jockeys? Who are the jockeys that you guys, you know, knew had their shit together? Oh. You know, you mentioned Edwin. Who else was out there? Jo- I know, Edwin, Edwin, Edwin wasn't really a jockey. Edwin was a big grown man. Okay. Just can ride real good. You know, it was amazing to watch this man ride. How big of a guy was he? He's like two ten. Wow, he was smaller than me. You know, actually, Edwin, we I went up one time. I traveled all the way up to. Uh, man, I, I can't remember. The, it was these always these up north guys. Oh used to yeah, do, uh, the, uh, we did Hanford. Yeah, Hanford. Hanford. That's what it was. Okay. I traveled up to Hanford one time, and they had this. 300 foot drag racing in the mud, right? I, I'll never yeah. forget that, man. It was ridiculous. But I had took my little doodle bug up there. But the doodle bug is such a short wheelbase, it's just dangerous to ride, right? And I stopped riding because Rodney had failed at Ventura and Ventura. knocked himself out, yeah, right? And so I said, man, I'm not riding this doodle bug. So I said, Edwin, would you ride this doodle bug? Because this guy named Pet Boy Special, I never forget, forget this guy. He was the fastest guy. At uh, up north, right? His name was Pet Boy Special. He was only like 130 pounds. Nobody can beat him. Get his Pet so, Boy mini bike. Yeah. No, his name was Pet Boy Special. I don't know why. Oh, because I thought because they sell those kits. It's, you know, a separate, it's a separate group of guys. It was North No Cal North Cal or whatever. Yeah, North Cal. But um, I got Edwin. I said Edwin, you like 50 pounds lighter than me. I'm gonna put you on this bike. Edwin say, Oh, no problem. I get on there. You know, normally everybody right else. Everybody else was scared of my bike because it was like, you get on that bike, you're falling. I don't know what's going to happen to you. <laughs> so Edwin say, I get on there, no problem, right? So Edwin got on the bike, and sure enough, he hit the throttle, and it was throwing all kind of mud everywhere. But he went through the thing and got the high-speed record. It was only like 52 mile per hour, 300 feet, which was ridiculous. On a doodle you know? bug. On a doodle dirt, bug. Right? Dirt. Yeah, rigid. Yeah. Rigid friend. It was funny though, man. That that was like the best ever. But then he tried to run that uh you had this little circle T T track or something up there and you couldn't ride. It was just too slippery. That Pet Boy special had to win that one. Yeah. But I seen Pet Boy did have skills. I don't know whatever happened to this guy. This is this is years ago guys. or whatever. Hey, the, all them guys from up north. I don't know what happened up there. Maybe we'll resurrect some of them. You know, they but one it. of them, Al in 67, he moved up to Washington or somewhere, or Oregon. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, that old Toko guy, he died. And after that, I guess the other guys just kind of split up. Yeah, I don't know what happened to him. So you rode, you built him, you um, you stayed, you've been in, you've been in the mini bike scene for how long now? 20 years? Nah, nah, not that. I'm well, really I mean, ain't that old. Like <laughs> since uh, well, we're telling some of these stories. Two thousand two. You know? That's what I say. Since That's it. Two thousand two. Okay. Yeah. Well, we had mini bikes forever. Like I've been building a small engine since ninety eight. Okay. You know, but actually the actual mini bike since two thousand two, and we used to meet up over on Walnut in Compton, and we used to race over there, and then we went from Walnut to uh, Manville, then Manville. Both of those are still in Compton, only a couple of blocks from each other. You know, then we went to L.A., you know, the alley. The alley was kind of like the best days because it was more people. You know, it was a lot more people, and the bikes wasn't that fast yet. Now the bikes are so fast, you don't even really like riding. It's like you kind of like pressing your luck to even ride the bike. You know, I don't know if I really want to go 80 now. 
you different know. scene when you're chilling with the guys and you know yeah. the bikes are there you're just putting around another thing everybody wants to go really fast the bikes is dangerously fast now yep if you go to that level you know if you just say i'm gonna just build me a little 10 15 horsepower you're okay but when you go into that 30 stuff it's just like trying to race it i don't know if you ever had a race car i'm talking about a serious drag strip car and you see like fast and furious and you see these dudes like yeah, it's a 10-second car, and you see this guy going grocery shopping in it. You can't do that. That's not real life. Yeah. You know, you can't really do that. You'll kill somebody. Same you know? thing with bikes. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't know? really have no 10-second car on the street that's just too dangerous, you know. But uh, the mini bike, you know, it's like saying I'm going 100 miles per hour and I'm finna pull start. That's impossible. You can't do that. It's too dangerous. Tell but we, the, it is. The ground. The, okay, like uh, we was talking about the 100-mile power, right? Currently, I think the fast this bike can actually do a hundred and a quarter mile easy, really. But it's just that the bike is just too fast and dangerous. They're home alone on the bike doing ninety-two in the eighth mile, which is stupid fast. Yeah, you know he can easily do a hundred, but uh, you know they just don't want to go that fast. You know, don't you think it's inevitable though? I mean, with with at some point, everybody is just talking about that. The hundred, yeah. Yeah, so... I wanted to do it to, you know, had a bike because nobody did it. Uh, the closest a guy got was 98, which is... Who was that? Doobie. Doobie did that back in, like, uh, 2009 or 2008. In Barona? No. He did it right there on Carob Street. <laughs> no, 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 not Carob. Uh, he did it on Manville. This is actually about 2000. Yeah, radar gun. Yeah. 98 mile power. That was crazy. You back it up? Uh, no. But Ronald came, Ronald came and beat him with a 96 mile power. You know, it was all about ET. Ronald's bike took off so fast, he was out maybe about 100 feet on him. When you out that far, the other dude just give up. you too far away, you know. So there's nothing he can do. But that was a big overhead valve. That was a 13. Vanguard back then, pretty much the same thing. Like JD bike, we could never get to a hundred. JD bike did ninety four, ninety five in the quarter mile, wow. but it was always doing like eighty, eighty one in the no eighty five. It was doing eighty five in the eighth mile, uh, ninety five pretty much in the quarter mile. That's just the custom extended frame everything. Built yeah. custom bike, right? Yeah. It was a 13. The fastest my bike ever been was 96 with a little dude on there. Still, it couldn't get you. But we talking about a lot smaller engine. I always built smaller engines for myself because the bigger engines just just too dangerous, you know. Well, I think there's always going to be a little danger uh, with going or trying to go that fast. Yeah, you just want to do it one time. See, yeah. I, that's all I want to do. I want to do like 103. I can sell a motor and I don't need it no more. Do you think you know? that you have the uh, access to the parts you need? Obviously, you've got the expertise inside your mind to put them together, but do you think you could go 100 miles an hour if you really set your mind to it now? Or do you think that there's still some technology and maybe still a little bit more that you're chipping away at You know, when you're doing some of this custom work? Are you, are you chipping away now where you know if you had to go 100 miles an hour, say three months from now, you can get it done? Yeah, it's just power to weight ratio. 
all you need is about 40 horsepower and 120 pot oh well 125 pound rider yeah that's all you need in the so right who, gearing, and you you had a hundred right there. So we can come up with a machine. Who's the who's the jockey? Yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> okay, <laughs> who that's is grown? Problem. Unless we talking about an actual horse riding jockey. You know what I'm saying? That's really a hundred pounds. You know. Well, yeah. the last time I saw Home Alone, he didn't look like he was that far over a hundred pounds. Well, but it'd be Home somebody like, like that, a, right? He didn't got bigger. He's like hundred and forty pounds now. You Good. Know? Dom used you know. to be pretty good, but he's grown up. Yeah, Dom, Dom who is Dom, Dom, was, Dom was, sorry. was really good. Our friend he was Ty eighty Rose. pounds. You know that was ridiculous back in those he days. He was just a kid, but he's grown up. He's sprung up. Now. Yeah, he yeah. started playing football. Got muscles and stuff now. I'm bigger. He had a little growth spurt. Yeah. So it's really more the finding the right guy that's got the right frame that is the challenge to get to hundred versus coming up with the bike. Yeah, it's easy to get the power, you know. Yeah. I can go and just buy a 50-horsepower motor, and it can carry, like, a dude 160 pounds to 100 mile power. But it's these dudes that's that little, how scared are you going to be? Because you don't seem like it's that dangerous until you actually own the bike. I done rode my bike going 82, and that 82 mile power be feeling so dangerous. Oh, Man. Yeah. Two passes, I put my bike up. I'm been like, I almost died. I'm telling you, this bike here be so dangerous. What I, was I don't know if you've ever seen it. Like, man, this is, this is crazy. Fast. Where were you going 70 yeah. on, Ed? On Anna Street. Yeah. Him and, him and uh, Solo, I remember every back in the days. They used to week. race every week, grudge race, head up. You're, so these were bikes that you were building, Ed, that were going 70, or were these? I built the frames, and J.D. built the motor. Wow. Yeah. Day in and day out, he used to beat him. Where are all those bikes now? Uh, I sold the motor, and then I heard that got parted out because they everyone wanted to see what was in it. <laughs> <laughs> and the frame went somewhere into Texas. Some guy bought the frame. I What I did is I tore it apart and painted it because when I was racing it, it was not painted. It was like blue, blue frame with black forks or whatever. I ended up painting it candy red. Did the seat on it white with red piping and it sold it. But that uh, that motor got passed around pretty good. Someone got the cam. Someone got the head. And especially somebody got that flywheel. So the, them flywheels was like top secret. But now. <laughs> You know, they make them lightweight yeah, flywheels yeah, now, but that was before, then, they, you know, that was like the shot right there. Everybody yeah. wanted one of those. So I I think I'd like to be a part of that motor, doesn't he? Who? Daryl? Daryl's got something know. off that. I Most think Daryl got the cam. Everybody kind of wanted something to see what was inside or what's going on to kind of like copycat, you know. Yeah. That's just how it was back in those. Everybody was trying to learn and see what was going on. The reason why, and you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but the reason why I want to just stay on the hundred mile an hour deal is that people like to go fast. You know, there's a reason why yeah. you know Courtney Forrest and John Forrest and all these folks yeah, you know, they, they, they go fast, right? That's why yeah, people I like. I talked to uh, Neck, Neck, right? Yeah, Neck was a uh, Cliff or whatever, right? He uh, does land speed. Right, and he always tried to talk me into that land speed, and I always say, "It sounds good, but it's the same thing out here." You know, you have a lot more area to just go however fast you want to go out there.
but they have a lot more rules. Your tires yeah, can't be this way and all that type of stuff. You know, it's just like going to the drag strip. Before you go to the drag strip, you got to be certified. You got to have this, 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 this. Yeah. So on the street, you can be bare naked and go down there through 150 mile per hour. Nobody going to say nothing, you know. But when you go to these places to do the speed, they got to be certified for the track to say, okay, well, yeah, you got to have all this safety stuff or you can't do it. Like, you know, at the track, my jockey weigh 135. By the time he get certified, he 150. You got to have these boots, certain boots on, True. leather jacket. pants, leather jacket, helmet, all his gloves, everything got to be. He got to have the even the, the gloves with the knuckles on them, you know, the yeah. and the elbow pads and knee pads and all that. Man, he's 145 now. And my bike just slowed down a tenth. You know what I'm saying? So, so all those things, like the equipment, have a factor when oh, you're yeah. talking about some. Yeah. But I, I just know, you know, I can sense the the fact that these mini bikes are heating up. And, and more and more people are talking about them. And I just look at that 100-mile-an-hour plateau as being such a launch pad. You know, yeah. it could be something that could be um, newsworthy and noteworthy to get us to that next level. So if there's some jockeys remember, out there, though, there ain't no gears too. It's just yeah, there's no got, gear. You just twist the throttle and hold on. It. Well, and all these things we're talking about make make it just so much cooler to get there. So, um, you know, I was curious about that, and so many other people were as well. But uh, off topic on the hundred mile an hour deal, you know, you've found a lot of success not only out in the streets but also within the the industry. I was uh, I was noticing. The Howard uh, Cams, I think I think those guys. I became familiar with them through checking out some of the posts you had on Facebook, but I didn't realize how deep that relationship is and how good of a relationship you build with those folks. Now, talk to us a little bit about how that got started and how it led oh, to. I got one even better. I got one even better. Right. I used to work for this guy. Like I told you in 98, this guy, uh, McGee Cams. I don't know if you heard of McGee. You know, probably heard of McGee. I haven't. He's out here in uh, Palmdale, but it's a city in Palmdale. I can't remember the name of the city. I want to say Sunland, not Sunland, California City. California City. That might be it. California City California or something like city that. Out there. But anyway, when I used to work for him, he made his own cams, right? A long time ago, Tim Iskey, the son of Ed, bought um, the old cam grinder from McGee Cams back when I, and uh, you know me, I didn't know who Iskey was. I was a little kid, but I knew about Iskey, right? And I thought it was him, but it was actually just his son, right? And they used to have a cam company on Washington and I can't remember the name of the other street. Sepulveda, I would say Washington and Sepulveda. They had their other small original Isky camp. I don't know if y'all know the history of it, you know. But anyway, <clears throat> he had bought the cam grinder and started making junior dragster cams for McGee, right? He got the, you know, and, and that's kind of how he was doing. Well, he had retired, right, and started just working for his dad. I came to him in 2005, I would say, and I told him about making me a cam for the Honda because the gear on the Honda is helico cut. It's different from the Briggs. The Briggs are straight cut, right? And so I told him about making me a cam. So he was like, what kind of cam are you talking about? I said, look, man, I know you got the cam grinder from a long time ago. He's like, yeah, I got it. 
And I said, can you make this count? How much you going to charge me? So he was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to do it on my spare time because he works for his dad. Everybody think that he have all this time on his hand, but he still works for his dad nine to five, you know. So he says, uh, OK, I can do it. I'm going to charge you 80 bucks. So he made me the first cam, which was a 242. It was a little cam, 242 at a 108 center line or whatever. And uh, uh, ever since then, I tested cam out, worked good. I won races. I came back and I said I wanted some more, right? <laughs> then I told him, what you can do is make a bigger one, right? I said, well, I'm going to start making these cams. I'm going to tell everybody about these cams or whatever. And so he started making like a little cam line, right? We started making 242. 276, 290, and then we got up to the 310. I think at the 290 is about when I met Evil Ed or whatever. But uh, at the 290, everybody started buying these cams, you know. And so I told him, I said, look, man, you can make a lot of money with this if you listen to what I tell you. Because I already had started off with AGK. I don't know if you know yeah, Shane, yeah. AGK. He started using my pictures because I've been having pictures online for years. I gave him, sent him a bunch of pictures what to do told him all about engine building and all this stuff and he set up a whole online business right i told iski you can do the same thing right so iski listened to me and next thing you know boom he just exploded right now he's iski cams and everything he started a business inside of a business you know but he uses that name to sure see my hall know, of famer that's it yeah, you know that's all you have to do you yeah, know that's like the edelbrock it's about as synonymous with hot rods as can be yeah so within the Isky, now he still works for his dad. That's why he's so busy he can't even answer the phone. Sure. He has this online company where he has to ship out, you know, shipping and receiving daily. Plus, he still has to work for his dad, right? <laughs> so he don't have no time really. So you know, that's so you were a part is. of uh, kind of spurring him on to. Yeah. Do, do well, I get everything at a discount now. So anything you know, I was like, yeah, if you give me the money. You know, if something will cost you 100, it's going to cost me like 70 bucks or something like that. So I get like, you know, a third discount on everything. Well, you're built in RD, too. I mean, you you were there. Yeah. Well, you know, and now how Howard's came along, Howard's heard about me from another guy in Detroit. Another drag racer in Detroit had uh, heard about me on uh, YouTube, right? And so I'm supposed to be the fastest. They're like, oh, Charles, the fastest or whatever. So it was another guy in Detroit named Charles, right? And so he says, well, how much do you weigh, man? I see you racing shifter carts and everything. I said, man, I'm 250 pounds, you know? So he says, man, you know what? I'm 240. He said, I said, how fast are you going? I said, on this bike, 78. 78, man, that's crazy. I said, yeah, man. He says, well, how much it costs for a motor like that? I said, well, for this one, something like this, it cost you like about eighteen hundred. He said, eighteen hundred, okay. He says, I want one, right? I said, okay, well, it take me like about two months to build. He said, no, 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 I want that one right there, right? I said, no, nah, man, I don't really want to sell it because this is my main bike. I ride all the time. He says, how much you want? I said, two thousand. He said, how you want to be paid? I said, well, I, I, I'm bought this thing right now. <laughs> so I just, look, look, I unbolted the motor right then, took a picture of it on the frame, took a picture of it off the frame, put it in the box, took a picture of it in the box, put his name on top of the box. It said something about Happy Pizza something. I can't remember, right? Pizza Boy? Yeah, it was Pizza Boy. Pizza Boy. So I then shipped the motor to him, right? 
He then beat everybody in Detroit with the motor, right? And did a shout out video on YouTube. He then talked to Howards and told Howards, hey man, you know, it's a guy in, in, in uh, LA or whatever. And so that's how he found out about me. Howards then hit me up and said, man, you know, I like to do some business with you, you know, sponsor, right? So pretty much now what I do is I do work for Howards and sell it to him and like discount it. And he pretty much resell it at a little bit higher price, you know, and use my name. So like now I say Howards is where you get my stuff. Like so all people in Detroit, you want to get something for me, you get it from Howards, you know. So it's kind of like that. I always put him up every week, you know, Howards. Well, your, uh, your work and reputation is worth a pretty penny because when I looked, their standard flow heads are like two seventy nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yours are like four ninety nine. Yeah, they expensive, man. Well, I was just telling him earlier. Well, before they started this engine competition, they had a hair flow competition. This is way back in two thousand five or six, maybe two thousand six. It was a guy named um. Oh man, this guy's in Florida. Can't remember his name. I can't remember his name. But anyway. He had a hair flow competition. It was on fourcycle.com. Now, fourcycle.com, I don't know if y'all don't know about this, but it's the biggest carding website in history, right? It's like, Bob's I don't know, like. Bob's. It's got to be like a uh, hundred thousand, maybe a quarter million people on that website. Wow. Yeah. I hadn't heard of it. Every that. day. Yeah. I'm talking about at least a quarter million people on this website, right? <clears throat> and so, um, that's the website I was originally on. It started off as another website. This guy Jeff Hogg said was when you got booted uh, off a few times. Yeah, it was unlimited uh, four cycle, and then they made fourcycle.com in two thousand four, right? And that was Bob's. It's Bob's fourcycle.com, right? And um, I got on there, and that's how I kind of got known. I was known as like the Wiz Kid or whatever, blah blah blah. And so, uh, were you doing Q and A where people were asking you tech questions? And no, I got kicked off because what I was doing was giving out free engine building advice, what you're not supposed to do because a lot of the guys on the website are engine builders, but they normally just say, "Oh, there's a problem with your engine, ship it to me, and I charge you whatever." Yeah, blah blah yeah. blah. They don't want you giving. And away. me, I said, "Oh man, I know what's wrong with it. It's just this and this. All you have to do is blah blah blah, right?" And so <laughs> it was causing them to lose business, right? And they said, you know, we tired of just dealing with this guy. We told him you can't just be talking like that, right? And so, boom. Actually, you know, I'm like, hey, something wrong with this website. I can't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I go on there, it's not working right, you know? And so I get kicked off. So I'm like, man, you know, I'm had, I'm, I'm banned or whatever, because it actually have a little sign under your name that says banned. That's what really bad, right? And so, uh, okay, well, I had to come with a new username, you know? And that's how I end up with, you know, the mini drag bike or whatever. And I was able to just relax and don't say too much, you know. And so, yeah, that's just how it was. So I was doing the same thing, even though I thought originally my prices was high, right? Because the this is before clone engines. Everything got cheap now. But back then, everything was silly expensive with yeah. Briggs. You know, you uh, stock Briggs engine is like what? 700 bucks yeah compared to yeah. a harbor freight hundred dollar predator yeah. you know yep. but um you know they'd be like oh we can blueprint your carburetor 150 dollars i'm like this is crazy ridiculously priced but you know i couldn't say anything i just had to just walk on past it you know but either way 
things worked out for the best, though. So, so Charles, you, you, I mean, at some point, do you think it was a natural, God-given talent that you had, or did you learn some of the beginning steps at working on engines or working on cylinder heads? Was there someone there that was kind of helping you no, along? You, you know what? I used to always, when I was in the drag racing, I was into this guy, Bill Grumpy Jenkins. I don't sure. know if y'all know yeah. who Grumpy is. He's right? no longer with us, but he's the yeah. Seymour Hall of Famer. Yeah, this hey. guy here would take a cylinder head and do some amazing stuff with it or whatever. I still can't remember this guy in Florida name. Smokey Eunuch. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, I'm thinking about the guy that did the cylinder head challenge. Okay. What? See, everybody used to look at me like, no, nah, this guy's all talk. And this Jamie Webb, that's his name, Jamie Webb, right? FCHP, uh, First Coast High Performance. That's that was his company. Well, anyway, he had a, he had a, a, a hair flow challenge, right? He said anybody can win. You know, you send the head in and hair flow test it, and whoever wins, you know, they put their name up as being the best, right? So I sent the head in. This is back in 2007. I thought it was six, but 2007, I sent the head in. And a bunch of other guys sent heads in and stuff like that. Now, this is older guys. They've been building engines 20, 30 years and all this stuff or whatever. But I ended up winning, right? And I said, well, you know what, Jamie? I looked at the head. The head flow 100 CFM, right? That was amazing back in those days, right? And I said, I look at the head. It went up to 100. I said, but it looked like it could have went more. He says, it's possible. You know, my flow bench only went to 100. Right. I said, oh, man. He said, I'm not allowed to tell you what everybody else had flow. You know, so I said, well, oh, man, now I kind of wanted like what everybody else had flow. So that was how that had went. But now things has progressed. Brad had did the same challenge and I won that challenge. But the head flow 153 CFM. That's how much of a difference. Wow. You know, we talking about 53 more percent flow than what it used to flow a long time ago. So I was like, man, that's a 10-year, well, eight-year difference, you know, in flow. I said, now we had 153, you know. But actually, 153 is really too much for a small engine, but it works good for a big engine, though. So I told him, I said, man, you know, he said, yeah, you know what? This is the record right here. The closest guy to you is flowing 128 or something. I said, man, that's a huge jump right there, you know. And which is Barry. And that's what I was talking about. You was telling me about the guy, uh, the next guy that's like in second place. Right. Is this guy, uh, Barry Young. He's a, uh, what's his what's his name? Um, Young Engines or whatever. Where are they? And Young is in uh, Pennsylvania. And Brad Hill, who did the challenge, is in Virginia. That's why I say Barry drove over there with uh, three engines. And he came in second place. He actually came in second and third place, right? Oh. I came in first place, you know. Have you ever met him? Never met him. We friends on Facebook and all that, but we chit-chat and talk. And I told him, you know why I won? I'm going to tell you the secret. Because I tell secrets or whatever, sure. right? That's your personality. Said, he says, uh, I can't understand, man. Your motor ran bad and one and my engine ran perfect. You know, I said, well, look. I'm going to tell you. I said, our engine was the same size. The difference is the piston, right? He's like, the piston? I said, yeah, we get the piston from the same company. I said, you got a JR race car piston? He said, yeah. I said, I got the same piston, the 2.992. He said, oh, okay. 
Well, what's the difference? I said, I took my piston to a machine shop, a Volkswagen machine shop. They cut a groove in it. That's what I was telling you. First, I had them gas port the top, right? And when you learn gas port, and I learned that from... Um, uh, from uh, uh, Grumpy Jenkins. Yeah. He posted an event at the gas port, you know, whatever. But anyway, gas ported the piston, then cut another groove in the piston for a total seal ring, right? So I got 100%. Because the, these engines have so much leak down. If your engine is making 10 horsepower, you leaking out like um, one horsepower. So it take 11 horsepower to make 10 horsepower, you know? No, so you're leaking that. out like on like about 13%. Whatever you take in, if your head is taking in 150 CFM, you're leaking out 13% of that. You know, so 13% is getting past the ring down into your crankcase and blowing out all that milky oil. That's what, you know, you get all your, you know, mixture going down into your crankcase and you have all this milky oil or whatever. So I told him, I said, yeah, I got this piston with the extra ring and I get zero blow by, right? And he says, is that right? I said, yeah. So even with my motor running bad, I'm able to get 13% more horsepower. So if I'm making, let's say, 30 horsepower, you know, that's an extra three horsepower or something like that. So he's like, oh, man, yeah. I'm going to have to try that. I said, yeah, you got to try it. You just got to know what you're doing because you could screw your piston up, you know. But I got this guy now where every motor I use, I'm putting that double ring on it now, so. You know, so he's thinking you're just doing something a little bit different than he is with the cylinder heads, and it's not. It's just it's the. Now nah, it was all the same. Well, his head didn't flow as much as mine. His head flowed, like I said, one twenty eight. He had about the same. Well, he had one of those Hemi heads on there. He had a better design head, but it only flowed one twenty eight, and I had a standard valve head, and it flowed one fifty three. He both had like the same big cam roller rockers, same piston, same crank. You know, it was just that that piston. I'm able to seal up and compress so much better than he is. You know, that's all. Hey, you know, uh, I think we're we're getting a little bit towards our our break, our halftime break, so to speak. But what I want to do is um, I want to get into some of the some of the inquiries that you get, some of the crazy shit that comes down your mailbox on a daily basis in terms of guys that either want to pick your brain and find out um, about making their bikes go quick and the guys that you like to do business with and the guys you prefer not to. I also want to talk a little bit about, you know, we're familiar with what's happening with the mini bike scene out here in LA, but let's talk a little bit about the scene in Detroit. You know, I'm sure that you guys, uh, you know, if anybody's aware of what's happening in Detroit, it's probably you two guys. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe the East Coast scene. Um, there's also some questions that we have from some of our readers and or some of our viewers and some of our Facebook fans that want to get into too. But um, maybe we take a little break for a second here, grab a drink, and come on back. And for your Periscope viewers that are watching in, thanks for that. We've got some giveaways that we'll be talking about a little bit later on. And uh, good stuff so far, Charles. Love those secrets. <laughs> and it, maybe we can pry out a little bit more information about Evil Ed's nickname when we come back from the break. Nah. So keep listening, everybody. Nah.
Hey everybody, welcome back to episode four, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. We're having a good time here in the garage. We're here with Charles Mini Drag Bike Mosley, and we're here with Evil Ed, and we were talking about a bunch of things. Charles, you know, I wanted to bring up something that I know is an issue because I see some of the posts uh, back and forth on the Facebook page and on some of the web websites, uh, West Coast Mini Bikes, I think is one of them, and it's a little bit to do with customers right you know you're you're sought after you've worked hard you attain a lot of notoriety you, you like evil ed you know you guys are personalities in our industries you're, you're you're beacons for many of us and as a result you guys are always there helping out i knew that if someone called up and they had a question about something or god at all the times i've reached out to you when i've needed help you know it, it doesn't come with an invoice you know mm. we we do things for each other um i try to do things with my event where it's not about give me some money it's like let's let's build something right so I, I know that the spirit of many of the guys that especially the guys that are on my podcast we do this because we love it but there's also a group of guys out there that want to be a part of the deal they just don't want to pay the cover you know the bill comes and they're outside having a cigarette you know when it, when it comes to actually paying um it's an issue and those are also the same guys that after they pick your brain they try some of the tips and tricks you gave them, and then they tell folks that they did the work. Talk a little bit about some of the challenges you have with some of the guys that, you know, you'll go online on your Facebook page, and then all of a sudden you'll get 50 instant messages about folks wanting you to rebuild their, their mini bike. Talk a little bit about how that's come down, and, and, and maybe some of the things that bug you about that, and maybe give some folks some tips about what they can do to make this a little bit beneficial for both parties, not just them. Well, the the main issue is people spend money and buy stuff. It's like uh, this flywheel right here, right? You can get this flywheel at ARC. might cost you $185 or whatever. But they will get it. Instead of calling ARC and say, how do I install this? You know, what's the time it need to be? They don't do that. They hit me up and say, yeah, I know you build these engines. I want to ask you, uh, what about this or that, this, this, and that or whatever. Well, what are you talking about? Oh, I just bought a flywheel from ARC. And I'm like, okay, well, why didn't you call ARC up? You know? Oh, man, I just, just wanted to ask you real quick, you know? And the reason why they asking me most of the time is because I'll answer, and it'd be like 8, 9 o'clock at night, and, it's, you know, it's past business hours or whatever. So usually I help them, you know? But then after a while, they ask back to back. The problem with it is like a, one question leads to another. You know, so I start answering questions and it'll lead to another question and another question. And I'll be like, look, man, that's it. I ain't finna answer no more questions. Then, oh, man, you know, and they usually get mad and, you know, want to have an attitude or whatever. Look, man, look, you ain't spend no money with me. I'm going out of my way to help you right now. I'm supposed to be asleep. But you know what I'm doing right now? I'm laying in bed, watching TV, about to go to sleep. But I'm inboxing you, trying to help you. You see what I'm saying? So it's like a never ending thing you know you you trying to help them help them help them they don't care what time of day it is you know so it's just kind of how it is or whatever but usually the guys i can tell you how to build like i say a whole engine online and then they build it and then they say i built it with no help at all and i'd be like really how did that happen you know you can't go from never knowing how to do it to just do it you know it's not that simple you know but you know it happens so Ed, you've experienced a little bit of that too, huh? Yeah, most of the time is. Well, I'll ask Ed, and then I'll ask Joe, and then I'll ask Charles, and then I'll ask so-and-so, and it's like they do 
told them the opposite of what you told them because they've got information from you, information from Charles, <laughs> and then they try and put it all together and they do it on their own way. So here's an excerpt of um, an example. Just like waste your time trying to even tell them. L.A. guy to Charles. Hey, I'm going to do a, me a modified Predator motor. I know I'm going to need a four-disc bully. What do you suggest? Your reply. <laughs> you sit your ass down somewhere. <laughs> LA, <laughs> L.A. guy. How much for a 3228 head? Me. 300 large, depending on you know what you want done. Guy. Well, I, I know someone that'll do it for 200. You. Well, go get it then. I mean, how much? Yeah, yeah. How common are, are those? That's all the time, man. I post because it starts with... I post a picture of somebody's motor or something I did for somebody else, usually a, a head or a block or modified piston or something. And they said, oh, man, I want the same thing. Or they ask me, why did you do this? I see your piston, but you did this to it. And I said, well, you know, the reason why I did this, because this, 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 this equals more horsepower. And they said, oh, man, you know, I'm going to have to do that or whatever. How much do it cost? I said, oh, man, you know, it costs $100. Oh man, a hundred dollars, man. Oh no, nah, man. I think I seen the same thing somewhere else. Oh no, nah, you ain't seen the same thing somewhere. Or they think everything is the same. Cause now you can just go and buy a whole lot of stuff because the aftermarket has grown so much. But back then you had to get everything custom made. So they kinda think everything's the exact same. You know, it's it's kinda hard to explain. But like that head, the head is like number one where you know, you can just go over to ISKI and get like a uh, 3228 valves and put them in and say, okay, I have the same thing MDB got. But magically, mine's flow 120 and yours only flow 80, you know. And what's the difference? Oh, man, it's a whole lot of R&D involved in this, man. But I can sell you one. You know what I'm saying? You just got to pay. I said, nah, I don't want to pay that much, man. I, I try to give you... 200 no no that's all right you know that's all right so the the free tech you know you help them out a little bit but you're not a 24 7 tech line right i mean that's pretty much the message obviously there's going to be some guys that got an open uh you know gate to your place but some folks have to understand that you know you've got a business that you run you you've got a lot of effort and energies that you've uh, put into this over the years and that you know, you, now you have a business. Now you've got a shop, and people can come in and they can do business with you, right? Well, yeah, yeah. See, now I just opened this shop at the end of November on uh, Manchester and uh, Normandy. It was closer to Dinker, you know. But uh, what happened is now they have these teams, right? And so a lot of people want to be on my team. The team is uh, MDR, Mini Drag Racing, right? So we go, okay, well anybody be on my team got to be fast i don't allow no slow people on my team so everybody like okay man you know i said well since you're on my team you do get a discount i'll give you like a little discount you know but you know it's like oh man it's funny but the, the they have all these new crews now he probably know what i'm talking about it's all over facebook and uh i said well you know i had to put together a crew so anybody in my crew got to be fast if you're slow you're off the team it's that simple no weak links, you know. Who's who's in the crew now? Well, so far we have, uh, let me see, me, Harold, Big Charles, Little Charles, and uh, Roshane. So it's only like four. And we might have this other guy named Keith 
and I don't know for sure if we go get J Rock. But see, I I, I start exposing a lot of my secrets to J Rock. So eventually, he's already on a team. You know, he's on this team called a uh, Squirrel Gang or something like that. Yeah, or yeah I'm sure. You know, I've seen a little bit. <laughs> yeah, of Squirrel Gang. gang. Yeah. So I told him I didn't told him too much. So eventually, he's gonna have to come on my team. I didn't even start getting him like telling him what to buy. I get you a discount on everything. You know, everything he building a copycat motor pretty much of what I already have. You know, so I said, yeah, man. Uh, eventually, once this motor is done, he will have to be part of the team. I can't have you take pretty much my build and be on your team, and that then you going up against me. Sure. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, that's that's pretty much how it is, though. But uh, so at the shop, it's a full service shop, custom shop. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a little bit of everything, actually. You know, we do a lot of fabrication work. You know, but I normally don't even really deal with too many local guys. You know, I do mainly out of state. Yeah, it's not like it'd be a about store, right? five percent local for me. Yeah, five. But then my buddy Harold is one hundred percent local. He do everything for the local guys. But me, I do about five percent local. Everything else is out of state because mainly the guys locally get on my nerves and get me upset. Right? They come over and they start having this attitude. And I'm not the type of guy that like to be arguing all the time. You know, I kind of get upset. I get upset easy. You know, I smile a lot, but I don't really like guys talking to me any kind of way. I'll be wanting to get violent. And I'll be like, no, nah, you know, I try to stay, you know, cool and, you know, try not to, you know. He know what I'm talking about. Well, yeah, he's he, trying to run he, a business. He even got into some words online, yeah, you know. Then, yeah, we got to some words that online, yeah. man, that gets you, what? What did you call me? And so then when yeah, so then we uh, no well, it doesn't take much, you know. You can put something in uppercase, or put an exclamation point at the end of a word, and people will go off like you just. I slapped. can't even yeah. remember what it was, oh, but I remember yeah. we had met up at the uh, airport. We was watching. That's what that that race with Edwin. Edwin was Edwin didn't even win though, but he almost won or something like that. He fell off the bike. And he almost won. But anyway, I seen Evil Ed over there. I was like, what's up, man? He was like, oh, man, I didn't know if you were still mad about that. I said, man, I'm all right, man. I ain't tripping about that stuff, you know. Yeah. But at I, first, when it first happened, I can't believe he talking to me. Like, yeah, because, you know, I was like, we were just cool. Oh, you know, everyone gets mad. So I, <laughs> I pop up out of nowhere. I don't have any, you know, I don't have any reputation in this industry. I don't know anybody. And I do this event. And, yeah. uh, man, I created this little Hall of Fame. And. You know, I'm happy as shit about it, right? I tell yeah. everybody in the world about it. It's like, well, who are you? And how do you pick people for the Hall of Fame? And, you know, what gives you the right to have your event? And why is it named Joe? You know, why don't you name it after, like, a city? It was as if a lot of people come down on you first. Yeah. Instead of embracing you. But that that's okay, too. Well, the, the, the only thing, I was wondering about it at first. Not because of what you was doing. Everything you was doing was good. It was just that it said Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. I said, well, when was the first mini bike thing? You know How can it be a reunion when we didn't have the first? Because, see, the, the thing was reunion. I said, reunion? When was the first one to have a reunion? That's what I was saying. You know, you got to normally have the first one. But the first one was called a reunion. So I was like, that's odd, you know. But other than that, everything was good, A1. Well, you know? we, uh, you've helped. In fact, you uh, uh, coming to the event and being a part of it, uh, just like I've said it to Ed and Jake, uh, it helped me immensely because you guys brought 
you know, the fact that you would take time to come out uh, was validation on its own, not to mention the fact that, you know, if Ed would come out or you come out, everyone else would come out. Yeah. And and, and that that's proven uh, because, you know, when you show up or, you know, you guys... Were, I not think only, it's getting bigger every year. Little by that's little. That's what I was like, Thank man, you for the help last year, it, incidentally. It nice. You guys helped um, with the judging. In fact, I forgot to give you... Uh, a little thanks for that. <laughs> There's one for you, oh, okay. one for you, Ed, oh, as well. You. And, you know, both of you guys uh, are in the Hall of Fame because, you know, to me, you are, you are the and epitome I, of... I really love that uh, dino thing. That dino thing, you had the tune dino. Man, that was awesome right there, man. Everybody loved that. That was... Um, but the idea of it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, man. The, everybody was like, man, I can't wait to the next. See, now everybody's like, is he going to have it at the next? I said, I don't know, man, but well, that right there, well, everybody want to be on that. We are. You know? and, and, you know, there was no charge for that. Yeah, that just, was. that's what I say. That was amazing right what there. What if you just went to get your bike dyed? You know, it cost you 20 bucks or $15. Yeah. You got a yeah. discount coupon at Campbell's. So, and and I'm, we are doing it again. In fact, I'm hoping that it'll be a, a little bit of a better setup. The guy was really nice. The yeah. setup worked, but... I got so lucky that nothing hand grenaded, and I had people yeah. inside. There were people inside the trailer, so yeah. I dodged the bullet there. And I can't do that because there's too much liability, but I want to get a better one. And I'd actually like you. I asked you to help judge, and I also asked Ed and Taco Bill. But I think I could really use your expertise with the dyno because I even have a dyno, the best dyno run plaque that I didn't give out last year because it really wasn't like a competition. And I don't want it to be yeah. a competition, but I do want people's times to be listed. Yeah. And I do want to yeah. give out some awards, but I need a gatekeeper. So this is kind of a, an unofficial invitation to you to be the gatekeeper of the dino. Yeah, just to, man, just that to, was just, nice. I know who made the most, though. I know who, who made did? the most. It was uh, GTs with uh, Joey. Joey has a little Blockzilla 3 uh, bike, and it made 27 point something. Yeah. You know? It was a lot more than everybody else by like six, seven horsepower. So it wasn't even nobody else close to it. But I was like, man, you know, it, I got it. I got it on video. Yeah, it was good. We've got a lot of good. videos from that. So when the when the dino guy showed up and he parked in the corner, you know, I wanted. To, I was kind of afraid, like I was smuggling in something because I didn't tell the the folks at the park that I really had a dino there. I told them I had an engine di diagnostics service technician. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, so I parked it up in the corner because I didn't want to get. I didn't want. I didn't want to shut the event down, and there it sat. And it wasn't a lot of money, but it was you know eight hundred bucks, nine hundred bucks. And I got some help from the guys at Steady Garage. They've been they do all the high end work on the Groms and the Ruckuses and this new yeah. Kawasaki, and they're really cool guys. They have a dyno in their shop, and it was too much for them to take that dyno and bring it and set it up. So I found one, and they helped pay for it. And when I announced that the dyno was there, it was like crickets, like you can hear now. Yeah, I couldn't get anybody. To, to bring their bike in the dyno. And it's like, shit, could you imagine going through all this? And then I can't find it. So something happened. I kept announcing it. And then I was walking around telling folks, hey, you know, if you want, bring your bike in the... People are like, no, no, no. Because you know what yeah, happens. Yeah. Everybody, oh, my bike's a 15 horsepower. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's okay, let's... Yeah. So I seen it. I was excited when I seen it. I was like, oh, my goodness, I didn't bring no bike. Oh, my goodness. I started texting people, man, look, man, he got this dyno up here. You know, so I was telling everybody, run their bikes, run it. But the, I couldn't get uh, Eastside Racing to run that bike. I wanted them to run that big drag bike that oh, they had yeah. up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Man, but I don't know what would have happened with that thing because yeah. it was ridiculous. Well, there's a perfect example. I just felt that the, that the setup that I had last year, that I needed something better. Yeah. So there's a company in, uh, it's uh, one of the huge dyno manufacturers around, something dynamometer. And I've got a contact, and I'm going to reach out to them, and I'm going to hopefully find a local retailer and while I, or a local d- dealer to see if, in fact, I can get one of these mobile motorcycle dynos. I can always get the guy I had last year. I just want to improve a little bit. So then I start thinking, well, what if I had a little shop and I had a dyno kind of set up for motorcycles and that was a deal? You know, that was your shop. People came in and they, they you strapped down their bikes and they had dyno No, runs. no, no, no. There's a guy, when I was getting an award, right, I came back. There was a, I don't know if two, he was two Fili- dudes? Filipino guy or not, oh. but he was telling me he got a shop with a dyno also just similar to the one that was there he said all i have to do is bring any bike there and they can dyno it steady garage was that them yeah the guys who gave me some money they're the guys i mentioned earlier oh okay yeah okay. yeah Same kevin from guy. steady garage yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah in fact um they're right off of the 60. it's steady yeah garage. he was it's telling me it's by erindale yeah or something like that yeah not not too far off of uh, i think like 605 and the 60 or 605 and 10. yeah it's yeah, steady yeah. garage they do really good stuff. So we're going to have that dyno. It's, it's going to be back. And and I am hoping that it becomes, you know, I've been probing. I've been trying to do different things to get folks to come in. And, you know, it's just uh, the dyno is really where it's at because that's what people really, really, really want to see. They want to see those bikes and they want to yeah. see the real true number. Who got the most power. <laughs> yeah. So we'll right. do something with that. And hopefully I can have you be a part of that again. Uh, it's been a blast having you on, Charles, and we still have a little bit of time. But before we do that, um, are there any folks out there that you want to maybe give a shout out to, or is there anything that maybe we missed that you'd like to catch up on? We talked a little bit about the shop, we talked a little bit about the customers, we talked a little bit about customer etiquette. Um, how would you describe your shop for a guy that's you know not leading with his um, his hands in his pocket? What do they call it? Alligator arms? Where the guy don't want to reach in for his wallet? You know, he's got yeah. the short little stubs. How about a guy that is serious about going fast? Um, what do you got at that shop that would want to make him pick up the phone and grab his credit card? I mean, what is it that you bring that the other folks just can't bring? Well, I do pretty much anything custom, you know, but normally the the it's not it's very rare a guy comes out of nowhere and says, "I want to go super fast." No, they, they talk like that, but usually every once in a while a dude comes with some money and he he's really serious, but before he spends it I have to tell him have you ever rode a fast mini bike? Because for one, it's not like riding a motorcycle. You know, motorcycles built on the jig and it's professional. Suspension. You, know, and you can do everything perfect. You can let go of the handlebars and ride. But when you're on these little mini bikes, they kind of want to do whatever they want to do, you know. Especially with a crazy amount of horsepower, you know. And I'll be telling dudes, look, man, you sure you want to You just don't want to get a motorcycle, you know. What happened to Coco that one time? Man, he fell um, through there. A guy was going to do a, a test run, and this motor making like 50 horsepower. And um, he like, I'm going to do a test run. He came through, flying through the street. But the good thing was he had the whole outfit on, which was, you know, from top to bottom. Leathers. And he fell all through the streets or whatever. So, you know, we was like, man, you know, ain't no coming back from that. So he was retired like about a good year and then he came back on the bike again i was like man you know so it 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 stops you man it like a bad accident will stop you and you say man i ain't finna be dealing with it but when you keep going out there watching watching 
you be back out there. Same thing happened to me. Yeah. You know, you fall. You say you're not going to do it again, and then you back out there doing it again. But now, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a little bit smarter about it. When I see I'm on a bike, and I'm going, I know I'm going too fast. It's like once you go past the 60 mile power, anything after 60, it starts just looking too dangerous because yeah. anything on the side of you look blurry. When you can't see, it's tunnel vision after 60. You know, it's like you can see everything cruising, but when you go too fast, it's just whatever's in front of you, and you see, like, uh, you can almost hit a squirrel or anything, you know, and it's, oh, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But a, a guy just fell two weeks ago. He didn't have a stand dampener on the bike because when you go too fast, you got to have stand dampener, like at the track. You go past, you know, uh, 65 or something, you're supposed to have a stand dampener. But the dude didn't have a stand dampener, and he let off the do- the throttle when you let off. He got the high speed wobbles and he fell and flipped all through the streets and stuff. So, she really now it's more of a matter you could get guys calling up that uh, who knows everybody gets their hands on a few thousand dollars they think they can buy the world. Now they're gonna buy the fastest mini bike in the world and go 100 miles an hour. So, you almost have to be uh, like a dose of reality, calm some of these guys down and just want to go fast. And yeah. what would you tell a guy then that uh, has the, the money about and he calls you up and he, he wants to have a sick fast mini bike you would calm him down getting him in into what what would be like a practical mini bike custom mini bike that would be safe what would you build for that guy maybe something going 80 at the it depends on his weight if the guy is lightweight you normally want to go smaller you don't want to go as fast you want to go 70 or whatever but nowadays they got dudes going 90 miles per hour you know they got a like fast lane right now. They got the fastest bike, small block. It's not even a big motor, and it does a uh, 92. And the guy riding the bike is like 130 pounds or whatever. So, you know, it's luckily it's hard to find somebody so small that can handle the bike. When you bigger and stronger and shoulders are so strong, you can let off the throttle and you don't have to worry about falling. But when you small the bike is just too strong and want to just do whatever it want to do. I don't know if you've seen that uh, Fastest Indian, World's Fastest Indian, the movie. I had no. Oh, man. Yeah. That's my favorite movie, man. Okay, you got to watch that. Yeah, it's a good yeah. movie. This yeah. dude doing 200 miles per hour, wow. you know, on the old Indian motorcycle at uh, Soft Flats. But there's a certain speed he got to where he, it was like 160 Any, or something. Yeah. He started getting these wobbles at 160 and he couldn't, he had to try to figure out a way to get past the wobble, right? And he was stuck on that for like about, a, no, I don't know how many months or whatever. But he started coming with the ideas and he figured, I'm just gonna just ride through it, I don't care, right? And what happened, he rolled, 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 and then the wobble came, wobble, 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 and then it smoothed on out. It was luckily, he just smoothed and he went 170, 180 mile per hour, you know, wobble? crazy. Yeah, and the dude was already like 60. Yeah, he was old. He was an <laughs> older My man. Age. He was he started off this age. That's the bad part, you know. So he from New Zealand. It's a, it's a whole you got to see the whole movie, but Yeah, that's a good movie. Um the good thing about that is it's a professionally built motorcycle. When you do these mini bikes, it's like homemade, you know, it ain't balanced. The motor's leaning to one side, you know, everything is bad. So it's pretty much as you know you got to be able to do it it's normally take a guy with so much experience like 
home alone is rare you know he can ride you can he can actually do a hundred mile per hour you know but after the accident i don't think he want to go that fast yeah but um he can actually do a hundred you know when you're already doing like 95 it ain't that much more to go five more mile power but when you're going 80 a hundred is a big jump you know so it's like how is a hundred i'm scared you know because i know that just to jump from 70 to 80 for me and i'm a grown man i'm pretty strong it's dangerous you know so it's like i don't know i wouldn't want to really go down a motorcycle I can do 140. It's nothing, you know, on the freeway. But on that mini bike, well, that's what makes it. That's nuts what makes and bolts, it. Anything pop loose, you're done. One false thing happen, you're done. I'm a blow out. If we talk about a five inch inner tube, well, you're you, done. You mentioned boy. that squirrel running in front of you. I'm, I'm thinking about that, right? Yeah, man. Look, I had a bird. A, a bird won't get out the way. Get out the way. Look, look, look. I'm coming so fast. Look. look. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm gonna have to run this bird over, right? But the pro if I run the bird over, it's gonna bump me off the ground because the tires are so little. The bird in the middle of the street eating. I'm coming so fast on the test run. I got to let out the throttle. Yeah. Mess the whole run up, right? Because the bird don't want to move, and I'm moving too fast. It, it, the bird, but the, the bird don't know how fast I'm coming. You know, it's just. It was a bad day. I had to let out the throttle, you know. Well, it becomes one of those lingering topics, going 100 miles an hour on mini bikes. Charles, thank you for the time. <laughs> Ed, uh, you as well. Always great to have you as a guest host. Uh, there's a couple of things we want to talk about closing down some business. Uh, we had the scleroderma walk out here in the valley, and it's upcoming in La Mirada at the La Mirada Regional Park. It's June the 5th. For more information on the scleroderma walk, you can go to sclerowalk.org. Uh, next week's guest, hopefully, you know, I'm going to keep the spirit of performance going on. I'm going to try to get uh, maybe Brian and Frank from F&B Racing to come out. Those guys have been doing some things. They've been oh, talking. Yeah. Yep, so I want to talk to those guys and hopefully some other guys that are out there. Charles, you're always welcome to come into the garage. I Again, I appreciate the time that you took and yeah, all the little me insight. And, me and Brian, we go back since 2005. Yeah. Four cycle, yeah. He seems to like what he's doing. He's got some exhaust now that he's selling. Uh, he made a bike available that we're going to give away at the mini bike reunion this year. Uh, you know, he's trying to make something happen. And to me, it's all about that. You know, anybody's mm -hmm. just trying to make a little something happen. And those guys are car guys. You know, you can tell by some of the posts they have on their website and Facebook. They're, they're just like us. They're car guys. Mm -hmm. They're all having fun. So um, we'll be here again. It's a couple of weeks. You know, we run this podcast. Guys, the reason why we're doing this is because we love mini bikes. Go out and buy yourself a mini bike. Go to Craigslist. I mean, uh, ask around. Go to eBay. Go to uh, Swap Meets. Pick something up. Buy it. Take it apart. Buy an engine from Harbor Freight for 100 bucks. We talked about those Briggs 5 horsepowers. If you can find one, buy them. Um, I'm Joe from Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. Thanking you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll be back uh, a couple weeks from now. Thanks for uh, being a part of the show.
mini bike show.